Welcome back, everybody, to Duval We Pod. My name is Daniel Griffiths. With me, the infamous JC. How are you after a wonderful Sunday? We need to just make sure that anyone who's not a fan of the first place team in the AFC South just goes ahead and turns off this podcast right now. This is for first place only uh, listeners. So if, if you're not, you can just go right now. Especially those Mayo bastards from Nashville. Oh, God. That was – I think I might have enjoyed their game more than ours. Right now, the Jaguars and Detroit are America's teams. That's right. Forget the Cowboys. It's the Jaguars and Detroit. And also whoever plays Cleveland. Did you oh, watch that? God. Game? It was wild. I, I it, And – their fans are like in a in the worst way possible embracing the Watson thing, and it's the most I think it's the most uncomfortable I've ever been related to anything with the sport of football. Like the jerseys and the it's weird bad. tailgate stuff. <laughs> like there are so many other hills to die on. It's bad. It's luckily for them they have Nick Chubb, otherwise they wouldn't even be competitive. But yeah, it's yep. It's not great. But uh, anyway, let's talk about the first place Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that I didn't uh, expect this to happen. I, I know I picked, I believe that uh, I picked them to lose this game. I may have picked them to win it. Um, I forget now. But I, 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 def- I believe you predicted an 0-2 start. I believe you predicted an 0-2 start. Well, then I picked an 0-4 start because I didn't pick us to beat the Eagles or the Chargers. I know that much. But uh, I think more so uh, more so before we get to the Jaguars, I'm more disappointed – not disappointed, I guess. I, I'm, uh, I'm surprised by the lack of competent football in the rest of the AFC South. You know, I, I thought the Eagle – or not, not the Eagles. Uh, I thought the Colts and the Titans would at least be kind of eight and eight football teams. And so far, they've looked god-awful um you know the titans already had to bench ryan Tannehill from relief willis we'll see how much longer Tannehill Tannehill can hold willis off and then matt ryan uh was uh was pretty ugly this past sunday against against our jaguars so it's a it's a sad state of affairs right now in the afc south and if jacksonville can somehow figure out a way to capitalize on this you know we may we may be uh looking at a uh, first place finish in the afc south come come January yeah um the Jaguar starting off one and one is really like the fifth or sixth most surprising thing right now in the division um so I did pull it up I had us going two and oh in the first two I don't have yours uh handy um but us being one and one right now um you know could be worse obviously we've seen worse we we have lived worse a lot um should be two and oh um but that's spilled milk at this point um but the rest of the AFC South being in the state they're in, to me, is more surprising than the Jags being split just to open the season. I agree. Um, the, the Titans look absolutely lost. Um, now, granted, the Buffalo Bills might be the best team in the NFL. Right now. But, <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, to lose 41-7 to in the NFL is hard to do. To be that bad on any given night – uh, when you're not considered a bad football team, when you're considered to have, I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot of people that do consider Derrick Henry probably the best running back in the NFL uh, when he's at the top of his game. Uh, for them to kind of lay down, honestly, like they did, uh, is not something I expected. Um, I didn't expect Indy to tie with Houston in week one. Um, and I definitely didn't expect Indy to get shut out in week two. That is not something I saw coming. Even though I did pick the Jags to win, I would have definitely uh, never predicted a 24 to nothing victory. Uh, and then Houston goes out and loses again uh, to a Denver team that is that has no identity right now. Uh, Denver looks awful. You want to know that? You want to know the scary part? Houston's probably looked the second best in our division. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they were at what ahead for most of the game against Denver, huh? Yeah, and, uh, you know, they tied the Colts. The Colts, you know, obviously looked awful against us. And then Tennessee uh, was lifeless against against the Bills. And, and they were the one seed last year. 
in in the conference and to go for them to go out uh credit to the bills the bills have come out and waxed the super bowl winners and the one seed from the afc um so we'll see who can slow them down maybe uh maybe miami miami's pulling all the tricks out of their bag right now mike mcdaniel's doing a fantastic job over there but uh i mean yeah he's your nfl coach of the year after two weeks He's uh, I have great love for, for my Weezer uh, lead singer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Jaguars are looking, going into week three, looking to be in a really good spot. And unfortunately we go to play Los Angeles, uh, which never ends well for us. No. Uh, and it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like a, like a locational curse. You know, um, similar to what Indy has when have, they come to Jacksonville. Have we ever even like? Have we scored points in <laughs> playing? The I tell you what, we will this week because, uh, you know, I don't think we're gonna win, but I definitely don't think we're gonna get just waxed. Um, I think the Jaguars are good enough, in my opinion, they are good enough to hang with any team in the NFL. I'm, I'm thinking um, 27, 17, 31, 17. So, so if it's 27-17, really. I will tip my hat to Justin Herbert and say good game and walk and walk away pretty satisfied, especially with how our defense played if it's 27 points. Um, if Josh Allen, though, gets a clean shot at those ribs, the game could get interesting. Yeah, their O-line is pretty good. Yeah. They are, but um, I mean, when you're a quarterback, really any position in football, your ribs, but if when you're a quarterback, I mean, that's got to always be on your mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I do consider Justin Herbert probably one of the toughest quarterbacks in the NFL. He just has that moxie about him, you know, just like, yeah, kind of that uh, Josh Allen, uh, Tom Brady, Burrow type toughness. Like he just look has that feel to him, you know? Um, so he's going to play, he's going to play well. Uh, he may not be at his absolute best, uh, but his absolute best could start for like 28 NFL teams, uh, even with broken ribs. So, I mean, you're going to get a really good showing from Justin Herbert. That defense has so many, uh, names on it. You know, uh, it's one of the most like name worthy defenses probably in the entire NFL as far as like Bosa, Derwin, J.C. Jackson. The, ca- the casual NFL fan can name half their starting defense, which most people can't. Bad for us. Yeah, that's yeah. a good team. Um, but going to, going on the West Coast is always tough. Um, I like the way Doug is kind of approaching the travel. Uh, that's kind of a unique thing. They're not leaving until Saturday when a lot of teams try to leave earlier than that. Uh, they're trying to treat it more of just like a normal routine. Um and I think they're going to be prepared. There's no doubt, um, you know, a Doug Peterson coached football team is going to be prepared um, for on all three phases. And I think that it's going to put us in a position to compete. Uh, it's not going to put us in a position to win just because we're not there yet. And it's nothing saying the Jaguars are going to lose Sunday because, you know, with us being one and one right now and playing pretty well the first two weeks, you have a lot of Twitter people that, you know, are very much against – "Quote unquote negativity," but saying we're going to lose is not a negative thing. Like it just sometimes it is what it is. It's the NFL. Justin um, Herbert is really damn yeah. good. That defense. I'm not really damn good. If this game was taking place one year ago, I would assume we were going to lose fifty to nothing. Yeah, but I but I know that we're not. I know that we're going to compete. We're going to probably lose the game. Um, but we're the thing is, and the thing that makes me proud as a fan right now that I'm feeling really good about the Jaguars is that if we beat the Chargers, I wouldn't be in total shock. Like a year ago, if we beat the Chargers, it'd be like the Bills game. We're like, what the hell just just happened? (laughs) That's still the worst football game I've ever been to. Yeah. But Um, if we win, if we win, I wouldn't, it wouldn't make my jaw hit the floor. I mean, I'd be surprised, mm -hmm. but I I expect the Jaguars to come out prepared, hungry, ready to play with a great game plan and probably fall 10 to 14 points short. Yeah. That, that, uh, that roster is really good. They're better than us at every position except for maybe linebacker. That's a re- well, and my, shout out Logan Cook. Punters are people too. That goes uh, without saying. And, uh, and, and so, you know, it's, you know, we, we feel really good about our defense, but uh, when their defense performs up to expectations and what they, what they can play at, that, that's a really good team. Um, I mean, they have the best pass rushing duo in football, I would say. 
I'm not, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, I mean, there's there's others you can name, but probably you have to think hard. I mean, obviously you have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. You have uh, you have Josh Allen and Trevon Walker, um, which yeah. is going to be a really good which is going to be a really good one for a long time. Even though they're not one of the best in the NFL, they're going to be a really good one for a long time. Um, but other than that, as far as duos, I mean, then you're kind of grasping after that, like to see who's better than mm-hmm. that pair. Um, you know, TJ Watt doesn't really have that counterpart um, that you would consider elite. Uh, when you think of just elite pass rushers, um, you know, many of the guys that we've thought elite have been elite over the years have really fallen off. Uh, I mean, God, what a, what a career nosedive Yannick Ngakwe has had. Yeah. Um, I had one from se- a guy who was so good in Jacksonville. Yeah. He had one season with us over 10 sacks and, and then, just kind of fell his thing's always his thing was always the strip sack like he was like he there was like not many people better at that than he was he should have taken the extension and stayed with us the original offer and just lived his life and now he's kind of become a journeyman but i definitely think as far as trade-off we got the better end of the deal with eventually getting arden key uh to replace yanni kingakwe big boy Um, that's a big boy yeah, and he's – I mean, and that's looking like – other than Brandon Sheriff, I mean, obviously Brandon Sheriff, Christian Kirk got the money. But right now that Arden Key deal looks like the steal of the offseason probably. Uh, Foley, too, has been playing really well. Oh, yeah, Foley's been a space I mean, eater. Foyer has um, played well, but not uh, noteworthy. I, I think I think uh, you know Lloyd's Lloyd's playing about as well as uh, Foyer right now. That linebacker trio has a potential to be That's really be good for the That's next couple fun. of years. Foyer, Muma, and I guess when you uh, and Devin Lloyd obviously, and then when you talk about linebackers because of the scheme, you technically have to include Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker when you say linebacker. Um, but that and, just makes the group even nastier. <laughs> like it's. Uh, Kudos to Devin Lloyd for really, uh, you know, he, he struggled at times in the first game because he, he yeah. missed all of that preseason. Last week he looked good. You know, I think it was DeLuga said that that may be the best Jaguars linebacker film that we've seen in five years. Um, so he had, a, he had a hell of a game. And, uh, you know, his PFF grade showed that because he was the highest rated uh, rookie defender uh, this week. So, good, you know, good job for Devin Lloyd. Um, you know, I think that – you obviously have to be happy with Christian Kirk and in the offense, Trevor Lawrence, I was a little bit concerned after the first game. He kind of, it, it kind of was more of a, it looked like a 2021 game from Trevor Lawrence. You know, I, I was very hopeful coming out of the gate for market improvement. We didn't really see that against Washington. He made a couple of good throws. He always kind of does in games, but uh, it wasn't like the move the chains, which against Indy, Dude was, you know, it was it putting on a clinic out there. Um, you know, he, I think he started eight for eight touchdown. I forget how many yards. That was ridiculous. Um, I think so, it was like eight for eight, 65 yards and a touchdown was, to start the game or something a, like that. That was a welcome sight to see him look Best like drop what, of his career. Yeah, to look like what we expected to come into this year. You know, obviously you have to meet your expectations a little bit. We can't, you know, come out here and say he's going to have a Justin Herbert sophomore year where he's going to throw for 5,000 yards and, and 38 touchdowns. But you'd like to see more of last week and less of Washington. He didn't have a bad game against Washington. It just looked like last year's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's the best quarterback in his draft class. I think history. I think like the pudding is starting to show so, that proof so, right now. So a uh, quick, quick thing on Trey Lance. Um, Trey Lance won't play until twenty twenty three, right? The last time he started or played in two consecutive games was in twenty nineteen. Yeah, because didn't North Dakota State only play one game in twenty twenty? Yep. And it was basically they scheduled that one game for him. Yep. To, to showcase, basically. The last time he played back-to-back showcase. games was in 2019. That's a long Fields, time ago. Yeah. Justin Fields looks pedestrian. Trey Lance is a is the biggest question mark in football. Poor Justin Fields, bro. I know. Oh, my um, gosh. Zach Wilson is injured. 
And Mac Jones is starting to look very average. Chicago is the 2020 Jag, 2020, uh, 2012 Jaguars. It's bad. It's bad. When Darnell Mooney is your, like, that's bad. Um, and I don't know what they're – I'm confused as to why that roster is so awful because um, they didn't do anything in free agency. Where's the money? Who are you paying? You don't have Khalil Mack. You don't have Allen Robinson. Wh- who are you paying? Akeem Hicks left in free agency. It, it's, it's just – it's a bad roster top to bottom, and, it's, and the crazy thing is when you look at – Honestly, like, and it's the good thing for us as Jaguars fans is right now you would easily say that Trevor Lawrence is the fourth best quarterback in the past three drafts. And that's not a bad thing to say at all because if you look who's ahead of him, if you just happen to say Herbert to a Burrow or in front of him, not in that order, uh, it's pretty good when you have three straight drafts and your quarterback's in the top four of and QBs I, to come I, out. And I can make a case for two. Or not two, three. And you could definitely year. make a case for three. I mean, this year he's two, two so far. Yeah, the the two a game that he just had was kind of a, I don't want to say a fluke because it's not a fluke, but it's an outlier. It's not the norm. You yeah. know, uh, I, I am waiting for one of a Trevor to have a game like that. So um, the Chicago Bears, uh, four highest paid salaries for this year. Uh, they're paying Robert Quinn twelve point eight million dollars. He's worth it. They're paying Eddie Jackson $11 million. Not worth it. They're paying Roquan Smith 9.7. E. E. And they're paying Cody Whitehair $8 million. That's a bad team. Everyone else on their roster makes up like 1.5 or less. Yeah. That's bad. You have a few guys that make like two or three. When, when, um, when two of your starting guys are a safety or two of your top paid guys are a safety and a guard. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but they're, yeah, they're bad. Um, Didn't yeah, they, they, they were Cohen able to a bunch of money. Yeah. But I think, I think they cut him. Yeah. After he might still be on their payroll though. He tore his ACL. I think it's for this year. year, but it, it's just one of those things where, uh, unfortunately we've seen it. Um, you know, and, and we don't have to live it anymore, but they do have some, they have a million dollars in dead cap to Nick Foles. <laughs> they have, and they have 2.5 million in dead cap to Tariq Cohen. Yes. And they also have 890,000 in dead cap to Mario Edwards. <laughs> so they have 62, apparently according to this, according to uh, spot track, they have 62 million in dead cap. Uh, if you include signing bonuses, roster bonuses, and everything like that that goes into their dead cap. What the <laughs> numbers I read were just uh, the base salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also owe a $4 million roster bonus to Nick Foles, a $2.6 million signing <laughs> bonus to Nick Foles. So they owe – they also owe Kalina Mack $24 million. How did we pull that off? I don't know, but they owe, they owe Khalil Mack $24 million. You, you want to know another another how how did we avoid the Kenny Galladay disaster? Luck, <laughs> the fact that he wanted to play for a better team. <laughs> oh man, that would be the most Jaguars thing ever, though. If we were Kenny... <laughs> very fortunate for him to not want to play for our team. Sometimes it's nice that you suck so bad that nobody wants to play for you. <laughs> All right, so let's look at Week One against the Commanders. I want to – I don't want to say the ugly because I don't think there really was any ugly. So, let, let's let's say the – I guess the great, the good, and the the bad is what okay. you could say. Um, so, for me, what I would say is the great from the first game is – it was a tough one for me between seeing J-Rob just not really look like he missed a step mm-hmm. and the athleticism of Trayvon Walker. So, because of how tough the Achilles injury is, I'm going to say my great is James Robinson being just, like, still James Robinson. Um, you know, his run on the first drive really just showed me, like, okay, he he's good. You know, like, he's good to go. Uh, and then for me, the good 
after that was Trayvon Walker's athleticism. Uh, the interception he had, like, DNs don't make that play. And let's be honest, that's what he is. Like, he plays outside linebacker, but his body, like, he's a thickum, you know? He, he, he's a DN. you got to have one um, thickums. And to make that kind of play on a screen pass is something that not a – yeah, not a lot of DNs can make that play. I can't um, think – I'm trying to remember I, of a play that I've, I've seen that's similar to that. I, I can't come up with the one. And uh, I guess – even though it's not that bad, I will say my bad would be just our inability to go win the game. Just because we're not really there yet as far as like, I don't think Trevor's quite the guy that you can always just give him the ball, um, you know, 30-yard line, march the field, two and a half minutes, two timeouts, you're down five, down four, you need a touchdown to win. I think he's got all the tools to do it, but I just like, he's not one of those guys yet for me that you can just, be like, oh, he's got plenty of time. He's he's gonna go win it. Like you look at Mahomes and Brady and guys like that, and you're like, oh yeah, they're about to go score. No um, doubt. Tex- Texas and Alabama last week, when Bama got the ball back with like a minute and a half left, I told my wife, I was like, yeah, anybody who's watched Alabama since Saban got there knows Bama's about to go win this game. Yeah, ba- basically, ba- Bama since '09, but since Bama '09, their first national title run, you just know they're going to win it. Uh, so. Um, it it was and it wasn't really that bad, but just the inability to be able to go win the game, um, and that that's something that is not a bad thing strictly because it's something that will I think will come. We Trevor's don't have ability a lot of experience to, with it. <laughs> nobody on our roster does. I mean, Christian Kirk in Arizona, what they were really only really good for his last season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you think of even some of our other vets, Brandon Sheriff, Washington was terrible. Um, foyer Atlanta was terrible. Like, not a lot of our guys on either side of the ball has a lot of like Winning crunch time in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Um, now Trevor barely knew how what losing looked like until he got to the NFL, but he's got lots of practice now. Uh, but for me, so I'd say the, the great, the good, and the bad was J Rob, Trayvon Walker, and then just not being able to go win the game and losing by, uh, was it six on the road? For me, the great Christian Kirk. Uh, no doubt. You know, I, I, I was very critical um, of, of the Jaguar signing Christian Kirk. They gave him a lot of money for a guy that uh, was really the third or even fourth best option uh, for Arizona and, and the Jaguars gave a lot of money to a guy and, and uh, you know there's a lot of a lot of um, foresight there to, to to try to see him as a number one weapon for Jacksonville uh, but so far I mean it's it's paying off in in, in droves so you got to be very happy with that um, the good the kicking situation uh, you know, through through two weeks, we've made some kicks. I believe we're four of five on field goals. Correct me if I'm wrong. And that's I, – I can live with that. We made a 50-something yarder in the first game against Washington. I'm good with that. Um, you got to feel good about that. Uh, and then the bad against Washington, I'll say Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, kind of similar to what you said, you know, the Jaguars had the ball with – enough time you know time wasn't really the issue it kind of rarely ever is now in the nfl with the the amount of uh how fast teams can score you know you look back to that kansas city buffalo game last year in the playoffs but uh you know trevor didn't show us uh much improvement against washington and i was disappointed to see i thought you know when they gave him the ball with uh you know just over a minute to go i was like all right you know, go go prove you're that guy this year. You know, start the season out on a good note. Go show the NFL, hey, I'm here. Jacksonville's here. Uh, and if he did that, we'd be 2-0, and and people be talking. Uh, Trevor Lawrence would be in the discussion for one of the best NFL quarterbacks right now. Um, but uh, but unfortunately, that, that wasn't the case. He, he had a kind of a, a middling first game. Um, but uh, I was really happy with how he turned it around against Colts last week or Sunday. Yeah, so, okay, so moving on to week two, obviously, um, was a ton of fun uh, for all Jaguars fans. And I, for me, 
Uh, so with my situation as, as a Jags fan, um, I have to work on Sundays during the fall. Um, so I get to watch about like 20 minutes of each game and then I have to go to work. Uh, so then I just keep up on my app while I'm at work uh, to see what happens. Um, I just continually expected the Colts to catch fire and for me to see 14 nothing go away very quickly. Um, but it didn't, you know, we were able to, um, you know, hold them off, keep playing really good defense, uh, play really well on offense. Um, even though I feel like, honestly, we could have probably scored even more than 24 points. Um, you know, we, uh, we still had to punt five times. Uh, we didn't have any turnovers, which was, was a very welcome sight. Um, so for me, again, there's no ugly, uh, the great for me was Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so it's funny how just week to week, your your bad becomes my great in in the span of one week. Uh, Trevor had the best game of his NFL career. Uh, he was twenty five of thirty, two thirty five, two touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. Um, he took off for eleven yards on three carries. Um, had a one twenty one and a half quarterback rating. Uh, and he just showed you everything that you need to see from him on a consistent basis. Uh, he looked like the number one overall pick. He looked like a franchise quarterback. He looked like a division-winning, playoff-pushing, uh, deep-run type quarterback on Sunday. Um, and for me, the good was just like the swagger of Jaguars football that I haven't seen since 2017. I mean – the offense comes out firing. Trevor throws two touchdowns. Um, Christian Kirk catches two touchdowns. Robinson had a rushing touchdown. Uh, and then the defense, five sacks, three interceptions. Um, spread the love around, obviously. You have, uh, you know, uh, RRH, Josh Allen, uh, Adam Gottes and Arden Key all get sacks. Cisco, Lloyd, and Jenkins all get interceptions. Uh, had a forced fumble also from Josh Allen. And it's just like, the nastiness of that defense kind of just brings swagger to the whole team. And Trevor has a lot of that too. Trevor uh, has like a, a bad rap of like kind of the boy scout thing. Like people were making fun of his, like his pregame speech to the team or whatever, but like these guys are professionals. Like, you know, the rah-rah Drew Brees is not the norm. That's more of the exception. Like most of these guys aren't screaming, yelling quarterbacks. Like usually those are like, linebackers and receivers and stuff like that are more like the vocal guys like that. Um, but Trevor's he, got a lot of swagger to him. At least he didn't show his fingers in his mouth. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Trevor's got a lot of swagger. And I think that hit the defense and the offense fed off each other on Sunday, which is always a recipe for success when it's obviously going in the right direction. Um, so it was really good. I think that was the first game since 2017 where I felt like the Jaguars threw their weight around against an opponent. Um, and just kind of like beat an opponent down and kept them and kept them there. Like, you know, there's the old saying, like bad middle school football coaches will tell you, like, put your foot on their throat and step down, you know, type mm -hmm. stuff. But it's, it's what we did. Um, and we didn't let up from the first drive. I mean, that first drive, you were like, wow, that's NFL football and that's good NFL football. Uh, and then after that, there was just like, those we didn't look back. Um, offense executed well. The defense was crazy good, um, which we haven't seen in years. Uh, for me, though, it's kind of hard to find the bad, uh, but I will say uh, the rushing game's a little concerning. Um, James Robinson did have the 37-yard touchdown, other but other than, than that, that one he had about averaging. 20. He was about he was about 20 for 20. You know, after that, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and also uh, kind of the lack of ways to use Jamal Agnew um, is a little disappointing. It's only been two games, but I think like you remember in the AFC championship game in 2017, the way we used Corey Grant on screens and stuff like that, like quick, quick throws behind two blockers on the perimeter. That's to me should be like Jamal Agnew's thing. Like we should be throwing him quick screens, any kind of short balls, getting him an open space on the perimeter and letting him just go be an athlete. Um, and so far we haven't really done that. Like, you know, he, he didn't get a, he didn't get a ball thrown. He didn't get a, he didn't get a catch on Sunday. He had two carries for only one yard. And so 
And and Doug's had players like Agnew before uh, in his offense. Um, he had Darren Sproles in Philadelphia, which I'm not comparing the two because to me, Darren Sproles is one of the most underappreciated NFL players of all time. Darren Sproles was really, really good. Um, and, and there's not really any players like him. He's kind of a unicorn um, with like his size and his speed and stuff like that. I wish he played but, today. I think he'd be a lot more value. Oh, without a doubt. Um, but I think Agnew can do some of the same type of things Darren Sproles did. Like he's going to be a great returner, but like just get him in the get him the ball in the perimeter. That's all you have to do. And just if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it, it's most likely going to. <laughs> like it's going to be it's going to be productive. Uh, and so uh, from a twenty four nothing victory, there's not many bads to take away. But you'd like to see a better showing out of the run game. And you'd like to see Jamal Agnew start to get involved a little bit more. Um, but other than that, it's really hard to poke holes in how Sunday went. I think uh, the great for me is just the consistency that we showed as a team between from week one to week two. Um, you know, we obviously played a lot better in week two, but the level of competency was high in both games. And that's something – you know, like what you're talking about where we didn't really have a bad, you know, or an ugly. There was no there's no area of the team that's just struggling so bad right now or or very inconsistent. I, I think that uh, I, I think that in general, the team played fairly well both games. And that's exciting to see. Um, defense played well both games. Uh, you know, Trevor got better in the second game. But, uh, you know, you look at like Christian Kirk. Like Christian Kirk, after the first game, I was like, okay, is this for real? Or is this, you know, a fluke? And then it's like, okay, he's got over 200 yards now. This is, you know, he's he's a legitimate weapon for us now. Um, so I think that, that that's probably my great, just, just the fact that we played competitive football for now eight straight quarters. Um, yeah, and it, it's something we're not used to. Um, you know, it's, I can't tell you the last time we saw eight straight quarters of good football. Um, maybe 2018 when we beat the Pats and Jets back to back at the early part of the season. Um, that might be the last time you can really say like, Hey, we look good for a stretch. Um, but you know, and that's the biggest thing me and you talked about a lot during the off season was like, neither one of us expects us to go win a Super Bowl in the first year with Peterson, but like, let's just look good. You know, mm -hmm. let's, let's be competitive. Let's be in every game in the fourth quarter. And so far we've done that. We were, way ahead against Indy and won. We, were, we lost by six to a Washington team um, who does, believe it or not, does have some good players regardless of what people say about their roster. Especially that D-line, um, even without yeah, the Yeah, the D-line's good. I mean, Terry McLaurin obviously earned his payday. Like, he's a really good player. Um, and, you know, we, we lost by six on the road to open the season, uh, and nobody's at their best in week one. Um, I think if we played Washington again tomorrow, we probably beat them by two scores. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's just exciting to see us playing some good football, especially it's good to be playing some good ball heading into a tough stretch in the roster, which we have the next two weeks. Uh, the good, I'll say, is the new additions. Making impact plays, you know, uh, immediate immediate return from Balky's free agency and draft class. You look at uh, – Foyer and Foley are playing, you know, well. They're not, they're not, uh, you know, out there looking like all pros, but they're doing their job. Um, you know, they're they're quality starters on this team. Foley's kind of holding up our uh, our run game there, doing a good job. Uh, you look at Trayvon Walker's an absolute menace out there. Dude was triple teamed for like half the game. Uh, Devin Lloyd had an interception. I'm basically considering Andre Cisco a rookie at this point. He had an interception. Uh, and then you got, you know, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk are are, are your three top targeted uh, receivers. So, uh, you know, you have to be happy about that. Etienne's made a couple plays. He's left some, he, he's left some on, on the field as well, but uh, he's made, he's made a number of plays. Uh, so I'm really happy about that. And then the bad I'll uh, I'll echo what you said about the run game. I'm I'm uh, a little concerned about how bad the run game is so far. Um, you know, it's uh, hopefully it gets better. 
Uh, I'd like to see Brandon Scherf play a little bit better. Um, but uh, in general, I don't think our, our own line is doing that bad of a job. I know I saw a lot of people complaining after the first game, especially in pass protection. Um, Trevor usually – Trevor – if I have to give Trevor, Trevor credit on one thing, it's his ability to get the know when to get the ball out, um, you know, time-wise. And, and I think that uh, he masks – a lot of would-be sacks from maybe say uh, a Joe Burrow or a Kyler Murray to where you know that they're having those guys are having some issues. I I, I don't know if you saw the chart, JC. Uh, There's a chart on sacks saved by quarterbacks and then sacks saved by O line. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jaguars were in an okay shape there, uh, and it was uh, Trevor Lawrence is. is keeping himself upright more so probably than the O-line is, but, uh, you know, it, it ultimately doesn't matter if he's got time to do what he does, then, then we're in good shape there. But yeah, the run game's a little concerning. I think the defense is playing pretty well right now. And, uh, oh, also a great thing. We're healthy. Without a doubt, injury report for two straight Clean. weeks is absolutely empty. You have and to be happy about that. No, no NFL team ever has that like really be the case. Like, they always have somebody limited or or DNP or working off to the side today with trainers. You know, there's always a story. Um, but so far, we've been really good. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, the best ability is availability in the NFL or really at any level of football, a high school, college, you know, obviously um, staying healthy is what takes good teams and gives the ability gives them the ability to make deep runs. Um, and so far, the Jaguars have been incredibly blessed in the health department. I think the only guy that we've had on the injury report at all this year was Foley was on the injury report, like to start the season, and was kind of limited uh, in week one practice, and then was able to go play uh, and play well. So we've been incredibly uh, fortunate in the injury area. And it's one of those things that you're going to need as you're going into a really tough game in L.A. against the Chargers, who are considered by pretty much everyone to be one of the top five, six teams in the entire NFL. Um, They do have a quarterback who's going to be slightly banged up. uh, So that is something to keep an eye on. Um, But you don't expect him to really be limited. I don't think the Chargers are going to change their game plan based on uh, whatever's going on with his ribs. Um, but it is interesting that the doctor that's examining his ribs or whatever is the same one being sued by Tyrod Taylor for his rib injury. Oh, yeah. He was the quarterback for the Chargers. <laughs> um, they, need to, that they need to stop letting that guy check ribs. Um, but, you know, we've been just so fortunate on the injury front. Hopefully it continues. Um, you know, this, this team's n- not talented enough to really do without any of their key guys. Um, you know, you have a list of about eight to ten guys that have to be healthy for us to be successful. Um, and those those guys are pretty easy to name off. Uh, so staying healthy uh, is going to be key for us. We've been fortunate so far. And, you know, heading into a really tough game Sunday, the Jaguars really don't have an excuse as far as, you know, having all hands on deck uh, to be able to go against the really good Chargers team. Yeah, and it doesn't get any easier the next week as we go to Philadelphia. Um, that team's looking really good right now. Uh, I'd consider them the favorite to win the NFC East. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's an argument right now for that. Jalen Hurts is looking really good. Uh, so I, it's uh, you know hopefully we can squeak one of these out. That'd be really good. After that, though, it calms down a little bit. You've got uh, Houston's coming to town at Indy again. And then, uh, and then you've got New York and Denver. Um, I think that at minimum you have to go two and two in those four games. Uh, and then you got a little bit of a tough stretch, uh, Las Vegas, Kansas city, Baltimore, and then the rest of the season's not bad. So I think that, uh, as we sit here, one and one division leaders, I think that, uh, you know, our schedule as it looks right now, isn't as bad as maybe we thought, some of these teams that we expected to be better than they are, you know, they haven't, they haven't performed 
you got Tennessee, the Colts. Um, Denver's not played as well as, as probably they should have. Uh, Dallas is without Dak. We'll see when he comes back and, and what that's like. Um, but uh, I think that there's the opportunity is there for the Jaguars to win this division. So I'm going to go out on a limb and be kind of bold. Um, we have eight games until our bye week. I think there's like really no reason at all we shouldn't at least split those eight and be five and five heading into the bye week, heading into a really honestly favorable stretch mm-hmm. of the schedule. Because look, you got you got LA and Philly, which is going to be obviously tough. But then you have Houston and Indy back to back. Then you have the Giants, who yeah, we yeah. should beat. You have Denver, who you have no clue. Then you have Vegas and Kansas City. There's no reason to not beat Houston, Indy, New York, and either beat Denver or Vegas. Um, and be which one of those is is London? Den- Denver. Denver's London. Okay. And hey, that might be the one to take. I mean, we're in London. You know, uh, there's a good bit of our roster um, that's played in London before. They understand the adjustments. Um, I think Doug Peterson's coached in London, so That's it's a, not totally new to him. I think we're a favorable matchup as well yeah. against, against Russell. So if, if you're five and five heading into your bye week. You feel good. And then you play Baltimore, which is going to be tough. But then you have Detroit, Tennessee, Dallas, Jets, Houston, Tennessee. I mean, the Jaguars could win. There, there's no reason that we couldn't win eight games. Eight we might nine. still miss the playoffs. Eight might nine. still miss the playoffs, but eight and nine, I mean. That might win the division. It really might. And I don't care what Mike McDaniel was, if uh, Doug Peterson goes eight and nine with the Jags, that give that man the trophy for a coach of the year. I mean, because what a turnaround. Because you look at, you look at like, because uh, you have to remember that uh, Tennessee, Indy, and Houston also play the AFC West. Uh, yeah. And if they continue to beat themselves up, you know, especially ties, uh, we already got one tie. I don't expect any more. But if they continue to beat each other up, and maybe maybe Brian Tannehill's benched in four weeks, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Davis Mills isn't going to lead Houston to nine wins, ten wins. I wouldn't imagine. Uh, and that Indianapolis Colts roster right now, they may fire Frank Wright in three weeks if it's going the way it is. Um, so I think that there's a lot of opportunity. If the Jaguars just win their division game, say we go say we go four and two or five and one in the division, you're looking, you're looking good. And then you got maybe jets, Detroit and the giants. And then we've already, so I think, I think there's opportunity there to, 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 if not win the division, at least, at least be close. Yeah. And I mean, then the Jaguars have all the talent they need to steal one of these next two games. Like it's unlikely because we're this is a this is a realistic podcast. Both you know? both away games, uh, both tough places but to play. They're both away, both tough places to play. One's on the West Coast. One has very tough fans, very tough environment. At least it's a one o'clock. It's a one o'clock game, yeah. Okay. But taking one of those games shouldn't really should not shock anyone. Uh, L.A. would shock me a little bit more than Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, hey. Doug Peterson returning to Philly, there's going to be a desire by our guys to win that one for Doug. If we win any of these games against good teams, it's going to be because of our D-line. Yeah, without a doubt. And the thing with Philadelphia is, you know, they led the league in rushing last year. You have to contain Jalen Hurts. Make him beat mm-hmm. you with his arm. as And he's been doing that exceptionally well. They've got some pretty good receivers now. Um but uh, yeah, you got a Heisman winning receiver now. <laughs> yeah, you cannot let him run for 200 yards against us because he will. Yeah, uh, but it's, I mean, it, so if we're sitting here next time we we talk, if we're one and three, and we competed well, um, I'm not going to be really disappointed, especially knowing that we can go beat Houston, Indiana, New York, and then be four and two or four and three coming out of the other side of it. Yeah, um, but. You know, taking one of these games would be absolutely monumental, uh, not just for your record, but for like the way you're viewed around the league. 
Um, I mean, you saw the Jaguars have the only shutout so far of the season and nobody really talking about them, um, which I guess for understand for good reason that they want to see us do more than just win one game. Um, one in regardless three. of how impressive it was. I, I think if we if we're one in three, I think we're still the division leader. We probably are just because if you're looking at who the rest of the division uh, has coming up. Well, I mean, um, one of those teams would have to go two and zero in the next two games. Well, two games. I don't Houston, see that happening. Houston plays LA in the next two weeks. Also, they play the so Chargers next week. They're out, uh, but they're playing the Bears this week, so they might. Houston might take that one. Okay. Um, the Colts have Kansas City and Tennessee. Oh, they're shoot. probably they gonna lose. A, they have a tie. Okay, so they'd only need yeah. one win. Indy's gonna lose both those games. Yes. Um, they're gonna and be- then Tennessee, and then Tennessee has Vegas and Indy, so they're gonna split. Tennessee's probably gonna lose to Vegas and then beat Indy. I think it's gonna be so, Tennessee. I, I, and Tennessee may Tannehill has a couple more bad games, and it could be Malik Willis season. So if it goes the way we think in two weeks, if the Jags are one and three, the Titans will also be one and three. Uh, Texans Houston, will be one, uh, one, two, and Indy. One. Indy will be 0-3-1, and, and Houston would be 1-2-1. and one. So, technically, Houston would be in first place. Division leader, Houston Texans, yeah. Jaguars in that second. What a, what, a, <laughs> what a world we live in. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the Indy's schedule is – This season's already It's going to be strange. tough. I mean, Kansas, Kansas City, Tennessee, Denver, Jacksonville, Tennessee – like for Indy coming up, like that's a mm. tough stretch. They might lose all the, they might lose every one of those games. I mean, it's, it wouldn't surprise me. You're going to see Indy draft Bryce Young number one overall next year, and, and that's a good roster. It, in part, it's going to re, it's going to reset itself. Like kind of like when they got Andrew Luck. Like, oh, you lost Peyton Manning. Here's Andrew Luck. Oh, you uh, you tried desperately to replace Andrew Luck for three years. Okay, here's Bryce Young. <laughs> like, it seems like a decade ago he retired. Why would they have not gone like and this is a sidebar, but looking at what you know now, you try to go get Phillip Rivers, who I loved Phillip Rivers as a player when he's past his prime. You try to go get Carson Wentz, who is his flaws are not a secret. And now you're trying to go get Matt Ryan, who's been really good in his NFL career, but like he's not young. Why would you not go get Garoppolo? If you think you've got this roster ready to win, why would you not go get one of the ultimate game managers? And let him be average, but it let it be good enough because you have Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce in this really good defense. Like that doesn't make if any team should have made like a run. What about I Russell think, at Garoppolo? It should have been them. Russell or Carr? Yeah, I mean Derek Carr. If Derek Carr's in this division, dude, they win by four games, five games. Yeah, and Derek Carr's. Uh, Kirk Cousins with a different name, but um, you know he's he'd just be miles ahead of. I mean, and Trevor Lawrence is is hopefully getting there soon. But I mean, Derek Carr is a very competent NFL quarterback, um, and their weapons aren't bad. You know, I know the Jaguar. I guess the Jaguars they didn't have Michael Pittman and and uh, Alec Pierce, but uh, and they didn't have Sha- uh, Shaq Leonard either. No, which is scary that we ran so poorly against them, but. Hopefully we do. Is it, is it still Shaq? It's Shaq now, right? Like that's what he wants to be called. It's not when, Darius when did, anymore. When did that change? I I, th- uh, I think about like a month, but right before the season started, uh, I think his actual real name is Shaquille. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he wants to go by now and not Darius anymore. So I guess it's kind of like one of those coming to America things like, Mama named him Shaq. We got to call him Shaq. You know, like we don't really have much choice. That happened with Chauncey um, Gardner Johnson, who's now CJ Gardner Johnson, as well as Joe Tryon and uh, Odafe. Um, Odafe Owe, who I knew is Jason Owe at Penn State. But you got you got anything more? No, uh, I'm I'm really excited for the place we're in right now uh, as a team. Uh, obviously, being two and zero. I feel a lot better right now more. than we did in preseason. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, should we be 2-0? Probably. Uh, but we're not, and it is what it is. Um, you know, um, It doesn't – it ultimately is really not going to matter this season anyhow. No. 
you have two opportunities coming up against two really good teams uh, to show how much you've improved, regardless of what the final score says. Um, you've got a chance to go show the NFL that you're not a pushover anymore. You're not going to be a bottom of the barrel. Hey, if the season ended today, we'd be picking like 26th. So that's like, that, just, that makes me feel good. Just be, just play the Eagles and the Chargers like Detroit played the Eagles. Like that's, yeah. And we have a better roster than Detroit. Yes. So I, um, I think if, so, if we can manage that, we'll be in good shape. Yeah. Go do that. Um, we have no idea when we'll get to do this again because of our uh, the lives we live. Um, but we'll try. We'll try our hardest after each game to give a recap. But if we're not, we'll uh, we'll come to you when we can. Um, you know. But it's there, there's good things happening right there. Is a lot to be excited about. Um, I'm optimistic always about how we'll perform now based on the first two weeks. Not maybe win or lose. I'm not really focused on results this year. I'm focused on growth. Um, if we win six games, but we look really, really good, then I'm not going to bitch when the season's over. Um, and I and I think we'll win more than that. I think we'll win at least seven. I picked seven before the season started. I still think that's what we'll do. Um, anything better than that is just, you know, as we say in Louisiana, that's laying out. That's, uh, that's just icing on the cake. Uh, so, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm excited to see how we compete against the Chargers. Um, you know, can we go toe-to-toe with one of the better teams in the NFL? Um, regardless of result and show we belong, and I think we will. I'm cautiously optimistic. I know I'm uh, the general pessimist. I picked us to win six games, but if I had to choose over or under right now on that, I, I would pick the over. Uh, more so because of the sad state of affairs that the AFC South is in, but uh, also because I've been encouraged what I've seen so far through two weeks with us. We've played eight quarters of competitive football, and uh, – that is a notable event in Jacksonville. So I'm, uh, I'm happy with where the team's headed so far, and hopefully we continue that uh, the next two weeks as we, uh, we head to the Chargers and the Phillies. But for now, we bid you all adieu. As always, Duval till we pod.